I'm Ben Amos. Join me as we dive deep into how some of the best in business, marketing, content creation, and education wield powerful and effective stories to engage audiences and drive action. Welcome to Engage With Story. G'day and welcome back to episode 40 of Engage With Story. And I'm glad you're here because in today's episode, I'm taking you back to one of my favorite moments in this podcast series so far. And if you've been listening for a while, well, first of all, thank you. You're awesome. But you'll also remember this episode as it's actually been one that I've received the most positive feedback from from you guys. So back in episode nine of Engage With Story, I had the chance to sit down with one of my filmmaking and storytelling inspirations, Patrick Moreau from production company Still Motion and Educators Muse Storytelling. And I've got to say, I've learned so much from Patrick and his team over my years in video production. And if you're interested in improving your storytelling game, which I know you are, then I strongly recommend you go on over and check out the resources and more over at musestorytelling.org. Now, back in the full episode, which you can listen to at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode nine, Patrick talked me through what he believes are the four pillars of story, four things that every story needs in order to work. Now, let me be straight here. If there is one thing that I can share with you that I know will make you a better storyteller, it is these four pillars. And so I wanted to bring this excerpt from the earlier episode back for you today. Now, whether you're listening to Patrick here for the first time or you've already caught my full chat with Patrick from episode nine, I know you're gonna love diving back into his explanation of the four pillars of story. You ready? Let's go. So, I mean, we are Muse storytelling, right? So we actually have a storytelling process in a, in a structure, in a way that you can create content that is going to move people emotionally and create the actual action that you want. And, um, you know, that's a massive online course that is, you know, taught in universities and used by groups like Apple and, you know, that kind of thing to really create their content. The very simple way to think about our approach to story, though, is like ingredients in baking, Right. Where you might have sugar, water, flour and salt to say, you know, as four ingredients to make a cake and that there are these main ingredients to story and that each one has a role like sugar might make a cake sweet. You have characters in story and their primary role is to create emotional connection. And so um, what you notice when you make a cake is if you skip an ingredient such as gluten, all of a sudden it doesn't taste so good. And that's what we often don't realize as storytellers or content creators is that there are actually just four main ingredients and then each one has a role. And often when we're creating something that's not landing because it's not, you know, people aren't moved or they're not understanding and taking the right action or they're not engaged and they're, you know, clicking off halfway through is each one of those is the symptom of an underlying missing that ingredient. Um, so we look at it as four main ingredients, people, places, plot, and purpose, right? People being the characters, places being where your story happens, which makes sense in a filmmaking, but even orally, right? When I can take you into a football field or wherever the story happens, uh, purpose being the actual meaning, and then plot being the structure. Um, and each one of those ingredients then has an actual outcome, like sugar makes a cake sweet, people lead to emotional connection, plot and the structure leads to the engagement. Um, and so it's by 
maximizing the four ingredients in the best way you can with whatever your constraints are. You know, it, it's not about going, oh, my God, you have to spend months developing the perfect story because we all know that sometimes I've got five minutes to write a Facebook post. But if I still leverage these ingredients, I can create the most emotional connection and action and engagement. Um, so it's about maximizing the ingredients in whatever situation you find yourself if it's a story that you want to tell and it's a strong story that you're after. So those those four main ingredients, people, place, purpose and plot, I think, um, you know, from a, a narrative or, or filmmaking or, you know, Hollywood blockbuster sense, I think people understand so, or, or can make an easier understanding of, of how those four, four pillars of story work together. But, you know, if you are trying to, say, communicate a, a brand story or a, a story in a, in a corporate sense, um, how can you, can you quickly run us through how you can apply those, those four ingredients to what may be seen as more of a mundane, uh, you know, corporate story? Yeah, sure. What's the brand? So let's just use a, a fictional law firm, for example. We, in our business, we do a lot of work with professional services and law firms. So let's pick a, a law firm and use that as an example. Great. So you've got a law firm. What kind of law do they practice? Let's say it's commercial law, real estate, um, that kind of thing, business law. So you've got commercial, real estate, business law. So as we look at the four pillars, you start with people. And so, you know, let's imagine that we're telling, let's just imagine we're doing a simple branded story, right? Whether it's a film, whether it's a, you know, a about us page, but we're just trying to tell the story of the law firm as a way of getting more customers. That's probably the simplest way to approach this, right? Yeah. So as we look at people, then we're going, what is the perspective through which the story is told? So that is specifically what is the characters in that story? So are we talking about maybe the three founding partners, that it's Jacobson, Johnson, and Jack, and you know which one of the partners' perspective is it? Because where we normally start as content creators is you're just going to tell me who's in it, and I'm just going to go out and kind of include them all, every, you know, I'll include everybody. And it becomes more of a political thing or a automatic thing as opposed to realizing actually – the person and the perspective is one of the most, if not the most critical decisions. So what we do is we talk to Jacobson and Jackson and, you know, the three partners and we get understand who they are and their motivations. What, why are they lawyers? I mean, simplest thing is desire story at its simplest is the opposing forces of desire and conflict. So when you think about people, you're looking at desire. What is it that each one of those wants? And so maybe one partner, they are doing this because, you know, they just family pressure right? They grew up and the family said they had to be a lawyer, whereas somebody else, they, you know, thought they could make a lot of money. Um, and then somebody else, maybe they had, uh, a family that, you know, everybody was in small businesses and they found that things were falling apart often because they didn't actually have contracts or anything written out. And so they had family members that would like lost their business and would run into all of these problems because they didn't actually have any kind of structure, contracts, any kind of legal protection. And that this one partner decided that they thought they could actually make a difference in that. And so now you've got this really strong desire that you connect with, and you can see that those different perspectives are going to create a completely different connection with the audience, right? So that first decision is what is the perspective that you're going to kind of take for the story? What is the character that you're highlighting? So in this example, we are going to take the character who grew up with families and, you know, businesses were falling apart just because there wasn't simple legal protection and contracts in place, right? Yeah. So then we dive into places. 
And now we go, okay, so where does this actual story take place? Because if I just say, hey, look, you know, um, I'm Jack and my family had all these problems and, you know, this is why I do this. We're back to facts again, right? So what we actually need to do is we need to think about the places that actually convey that story, the places that take us into the real moments where this happens, right? So you want to bring us back to the time when Jack was 15 and he gets up at 11 o'clock at night and here's his aunt and uncle sitting with his parents and they're just devastated crying at the kitchen table because they just lost their business. And it was over nothing. It was a stupid argument over delivery dates and everything else, but because there was no contract, they aren't getting paid and, you know, their business is going under. And how Jack felt in that moment walking down, not understanding and not feeling like the world was fair. You know, how could they do everything they were supposed to? But because there wasn't a piece of paper, you know, yeah. the whole business fell apart and they lost it. Right. That's a place you are in that living room and what it feels like and sounds like and where he is. And you get that moment that impacted Jack so much. So that's the places. Right. We're thinking about those actual environments, which gets us away from just saying, Here's who I am and how I feel and what I do. Purpose is what is the goal? What, why are we doing this? It's very common in a documentary that we overpurpose them in, the, in that all we do is talk about what you should do and, and that kind of thing, right? So in, our, in the Muse process, we really get away from that and we create a series of keywords that relate to the tone, the feeling, what, the action, you know, how you want people to uh, feel and do as a re related to this. Very simply – you're creating the branded film for the law firm, their purpose could be, we want more customers, mm -hmm. right? I mean, on the simplest level, we would hope that we're all working for clients who would want more of the right type of customer in the right area and things like that. But there's something around that. And so really, as this story, it just means that we're creating a story that drives to that. We're not leading with the idea that, hey, if you connect with this, but we're telling a story that's going to, if they enjoy it, actually get people to come in and, and join, right? So it's more of a receding factor, We're, but it is important that we define that purpose. So Does that make the, sense? Yeah, here the purpose is the purpose of the story being told, not necessarily the purpose of the brand or the business. Like not, not, the, the, it's the not the purpose of yeah. the, yeah, it's not the purpose of the brand. It's not the purpose of the character. It's the purpose that you, behind the piece you're creating. Right. And that's going to overlap, right? You know, certainly a brand is going to tell, create a marketing campaign or whatever, that's going to overlap with them if they are, you know, consistent and <laughs> they are authentic to who they are, um, but they are different. And then I might be doing this campaign because I have a specific goal in mind. It could be getting more Facebook likes. It could be getting email signups. It could be getting new customers. It could be to spread an idea. Um, but in this case, we're saying that Jack and his partners are creating this piece because they actually want more people at their law firm. Right. So we're using that as a as a filter to make our decisions to go, OK, well, how do we include elements that actually help do that? Mm -hmm. um, and then the last and one of the toughest elements then is plot is story structure. And so we look at how do we create a sequence of events that maximizes your connection to your, the character and your emotional investment so that you feel the actual kind of crescendo. Um, and that is born out of conflict. Right. So character is about desire. What do they want? And story is nothing more than a yearning meeting an obstacle, right? So Jack has got this desire to, you know, create, to, to be a lawyer, to try and help businesses and people, you know, stay safe and, and really live their, their dream and fulfill that. But what gets in the way of that? And that's a big thing that most storytellers or content makers are missing is that we don't embrace conflict. And, you know, so the, the, the conflict could be that there are so many other uh, legal firms out there that are taking advantage of small businesses. 
And, you know, there's a document that they could get for $99, but they're charging them $2,400. And they're kind of holding them hostage because, you know, they know that there's no other way or um, anything like that. But you're actually trying to really understand what that conflict could be. And then you're creating a beginning, middle, end around it. I think that uh, that plot is one of the easiest things to forget about or to not understand enough to to incorporate into your storytelling. And I think that comes down to the fact that that idea of conflict is not necessarily, depending on the story that you're telling, is not necessarily something that you immediately think that there needs to be conflict in here. But as you point out, without conflict, there's no story, there's no journey that that, that characters or character is going on. Yeah. Well, there's a story. It's just a shitty story. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and it's, an, it's an important distinction because we are all storytellers. You know, we are hardwired from the age of three or four to start telling stories. Give a child a toy and they all of a sudden start, you know, creating fictional worlds. They create stories. Mm-hmm. If I give you three words, dog, walk, night, most people, if they think about dog, walk, night, are going to think about somebody walking a dog at night. You can probably picture a street around your house. and It's not. It's three random words. It's not a story. Your, your brain is hardwired to create the connection and make it into a story, right? And so we are naturally storytellers. However, what we need to develop is the craft of telling a great story so that we create that emotional you know, impact and so that people actually take action. Because so often we focus on ourselves and we don't have the discipline to tell a strong story. Which means actually, you know, taking the time to get to know the different partners, choosing Jack as our perspective, defining our purpose, finding the strongest places, and then structuring it in a way so that you feel the conflict, you go on a journey, and when Jack finally, you know, finds these other two people and opens up his law firm, you are on the edge of your seat cheering like, hell yeah. And when you do that, it doesn't even matter that he's a lawyer anymore. You transcend the genre, right? One of our documentaries was on a nine-year-old girl fighting child slavery with lemonade. People that watch that movie weren't watching it because they cared about slavery. Like there's not a lot of people who want to actively engage in some really heavy, dark stuff. But a nine-year-old girl trying to change the world with lemonade, that's exciting, right? And when you can care about the character and their desire and overcoming the conflict, it doesn't matter that it's about slavery anymore, which is the magic of story, because now you watch this and you get emotionally invested in this girl going on this journey. And at the end, we would have people who would donate money to the cause or they'd go back and set up their own lemonade stand to try and make a difference. And all kinds of – I had an eight-year-old kid at a theater who watched the movie and said he was going to ask his teacher where the chocolate at Halloween came from to make sure that it didn't have you know, any slavery in it. Like just crazy things that we never told them they had to do, but the story created the connection and they came to their own conclusion that, hey, I I can do something here. So that's it for this week. Remember, if you want to catch my full interview with Patrick from Muse Storytelling, it happened back in episode nine of Engage With Story and you can find that over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode nine or just scroll back to episode nine in your podcast player. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button on your player now because I've got some excellent storytellers lined up for the next few weeks. Now, I know it's been a little while since I've brought a guest on the show, so get ready for next week as I bring you another interview show, which I know you're going to love. And hey, have you picked up a copy of my new ebook, The Online Entrepreneur's Video Strategy Blueprint? It's free right now for a limited time. So grab your download at engagevideomarketing.com slash ebook. 
So until next week, here's another quote to get you thinking. By This one by Tahir Shah in Arabian Nights, the film. He says, he said, stories are a communal currency of humanity. I love that. Hope you do too. All right, so reach out to me anytime, ben at engagevideomarketing.com and I will be back with you next week for another episode of Engage With Story. Story.